Hello and welcome to Team Performance Coaching. This is David Hopper. Thank you for being with us today as we are going to talk about prayer. And as we talk about the subject of prayer, one of the things I want to say or kind of connect us with today is why is it when we pray, sometimes we don't feel like you're actually connecting to God, like the creator of the universe and this powerful being, and yet we can feel so far away even as we start to pray. Why is that? And that's what I want to explore. I want to start with where the movies have taken us with prayer. One of the scenes that I think is so indicative of how we pray is from Aladdin when he kind of rubs the lamp and says, all right, I want my wishes. And then we have this whole thought about God in a similar fashion that if we pray, it's like rubbing a lamp and saying, here's what I want. It's very, very close to how we pray. But the only difference is with Aladdin or these movies with a lamp of some kind, they always only give you three wishes and they make sure that you understand you can't wish for more wishes. But when it comes to God, we just assume it's wish upon wish upon wish. Every day there's a new wish. And we're kind of frustrated when our prayers aren't answered, even though we've been praying for 40 plus years or however old you are, constantly having new wishes. The second movie I want to think through is Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty was an interesting movie in which he becomes God, if you will. And he's trying to figure out what to do with all the prayers. And so you have a couple scenes, ones like file cabinets where he tries to file the prayers. And then the little uh, post-its where it was post-its everywhere. One of the best scenes ever. Just post-its everywhere, including on his dog. And then finally he puts them on a computer. And you realize as you look at those prayer requests, they can't all be answered. So many of them would actually... Um, conflict with the other, it would be impossible. So how does God, how does God respond with so many conflicting prayers? It doesn't even make sense. And then the third movie I want you to think about is Forrest Gump when Lieutenant Dan is riding on this shrimp boat and he's screaming at God and he's so angry and he's frustrated. How often does that represent prayer? There's a common theme of this who is God and how do we approach this God? Because it's different. And each movie shows us different ways to approach God. And I use movies because it's just kind of our modern day um, way that we kind of write out our philosophies, our thoughts. Our, we try and mimic society through how movies de display who we are. And so many times when we're trying to pray, we kind of refer to a movie in our head thinking, I know it's supposed to be supernatural. I know it's supposed to connect to God. But when I pray, I feel like it's just hitting the ceiling. What am I missing? And where we want to move is to where the Bible moves us when it comes to prayer. When I look at the Bible and I look at the people and the different characters, the disciples and the prophets and all those who are following God, when they pray, they pray in such a different way than what we see in the movies. The reference that I want to use most of the time today is Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. It's a bit long, but if you'll open it up and look at it, what you'll see is someone praying in a very powerful way. Someone understanding that God is supernatural. Someone understanding that God 
he's going to do things beyond what we can imagine and then praying in a way that has that expectation. It's so different from the way we pray. If you read that section of scripture, you'll see someone that totally believes and trusts in God and the power that he has and that it is contrasted with how we pray, which is like a waitress walking up to our table as we're dining and we sit there and we open the menu and say, okay, I think today I would like, um, what are the specials? Uh, or a genie or a computer where we're just typing in stuff or a rabbit's foot where we just want God to bless us today or a cop saying, God, I'm so sorry for all I've done and please don't punish me for what I've done wrong. We have these prayers that are just very limited. They're very, they're very short. They limit who God is as opposed to what you read in the Bible to it's a powerful, um, supernatural, overwhelming God and trusting that his power reigns. Is that how we pray? So our prayer life reveals a lot of who we think God is in our life. What if it was supernatural? What if our prayer life started to feel supernatural? What would that feel like or look like in our lives? I believe the supernatural begins to show up in our life when we start to pray like those in the Bible. Look at those verses of Ephesians. It was heavy in thankfulness, no matter how bad things may have been. It was asking for wisdom and revelation so that you, that the people would know him better. He said, I pray that the eyes of our heart or your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. These prayers called on the power of God and they talked about how Christ rose from the dead and in that same power, you would use it as you moved forward with him. It was speaking to the heavenly realms, the power of God over everything. Do you think that it's possible for someone to pray for long periods of time and never actually think about God. I do. I do because I hear it all the time. I hear someone when it seems like they are praying, uh, it kind of sounds like they're just talking to the people and trying to get the people motivated to something instead of talking to a supernatural God in a way like they do in the Bible. It's not good that we can talk and pray for such a long period of time and not actually connect with God. You know why it's not good? Because we forget the true purpose of what this life's all about. The life-giving part of life, the life-sustaining part of life, the breath of life that is what gives us any life at all. The point of this life is a relationship with God. That is the point. Otherwise, what, what are we doing here? It's you, We've totally missed the point if we're just praying like a genie kind of prayer and missing the opportunity to spend every day with our creator. There was this cool, fear, cool series of videos back when I was in college called Numa, And one that I'll never forget was called Breath. And it talked about how many times we breathe in a day. And it takes it a step further. It starts to really dive deep into this word breath. Moses, one time he asked God, what is your name? And God tells Moses to tell the people that the Lord had sent uh, him. And this, this word, this Lord word, it appears in the Bible over 6,000 times. In Hebrew, it was spelled Y-H-V-H, and some pronounce it as Yahweh. 
But in many traditions, they won't even say that because they believe it's so holy that you can't even say the name. You can't, you can't say Yahweh. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. What I'm doing would be totally against what everything they believe. In the Hebrew, the letters would function as vowels, and the vowels in that language are breath sounds. So if you were trying to pronounce the word YHVH, it would sound like just breath. And so it would be an impossible name to say. So is the name of God that the that God tells Moses, say this is who sent me, was it the sound of breathing? Was that the sound or the word that he has to say? If so, is God saying that every time you take a breath, you are saying the name of the Lord? And once we are out of breath, that's when life ends. God's name, breath, it brings us into the world. Our first breath is how we begin in this world. And once we stop breathing, we return to God in heaven. Now that is supernatural. And when you think about it, Psalms 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Your breath is how you praise the Lord. Genesis 2.7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils, what? The breath of life, and man became a living being. Job 33.4 says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Take a moment right now and just breathe in and out. Just keep doing that. Keep breathing in the name of the Lord. And you are entering into the supernatural. Every time you breathe, you're talking God's name. You're speaking God's name. If we pray like that, then prayer becomes supernatural. As we continue to talk about the subject of prayer and how that looks in our life, one time Jesus stops in Matthew 17, 20, says, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. What I love about these verses is you got to understand who Jesus is talking to. Uh, Jesus is God and we hear his words and we just kind of nod our heads and say, yeah, yeah, God can can move mountains. But has anyone actually seen a mountain move? I, we hear pastors or whatever say things like this and we're like, yeah, yeah, God's powerful. But do we really believe he can move a mountain? Have you ever seen him move a mountain? I mean, we don't have that kind of faith, right? We don't just expect him to move mountains around. Except when Jesus told the story, he's not just pulling out a random thought to blow our minds. Usually when Jesus spoke, he was talking about something everyone would understand around him. He was talking to his disciples and they would understand what he's talking about, at least to a point. Now, most Christians know of Herod the Great. He's the one that early on was trying to kill the Messiah by killing lots of babies. He's also one, if you look at history books, who made this amazing harbor at Caesarea Maritima. And then he made this huge fortress called Masada on the Temple Mount. And then 
Around 37 BC, he wanted to build another fortress that could be seen from Jerusalem. Problem was, there's not really a mountain that was tall enough to put this fortress on top of it where it would be seen from Jerusalem, and also he wanted people to see it from his homeland. There was basically a mountain range in his way. So what does he do? He takes his forced labor, which was a lot of Jews, and moves these two small mountains into one big mountain. So he, he moved a mountain and he built a fortress on top of it and he called it Herodium. You can actually still see this mountain when you visit. Look it up. You will see this mountain that was made by a man. And my guess is that Jesus is walking along with the disciples somewhere in the eyesight of this thing because you could probably see it from just about anywhere. He sees his disciples looking at it and just probably in a bit of awe that someone could do something like that. And he turns to them and says, I'm telling you, if you just had as much faith as a tiny mustard seed, my guess is he picked up a mustard seed and showed it to him, then you wouldn't need forced labor to move a mountain for you. You could just tell a mountain to move and it would. That's the power of the God that you live for. See, this is how our supernatural God works in our life. He is talking to you every minute of every day with things that are all around you. He did it in the Bible over and over. He'd pull out a fish. He'd pull out a random story. He would see this lady throw two tiny little copper coins into the thing and look at it and go, let me tell you a little story. He always used what was around you to show a bigger picture of a supernatural God working all the time. Think about this story. He looks at something that's right there in their eyesight and he says, if you understood the God that you served, there's nothing you can't do. And when we are praying, he's doing the same thing. Look around, look around and say, I can see God in the trees. I can hear him in the wind. I can see him in how he is interacting with each person that I come across and he is continually talking to me every second of every day. That's the supernatural God that we live for. Think about this God. Think about the way he wants to talk to you. Think about how they prayed throughout the Bible and how they would call on this God over and over and over again. Think about the fact that he said his name was the very breath that's coming out of your mouth. Think about the stories he would share with his disciples and say, I am among you constantly. This is the supernatural way that God wants us to pray to him. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says this, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How should our prayers sound when we believe in this type of supernatural God working every day in our life? Team performance coaching is all about working with teams, coaching, consulting, vision casting, uh, strategic planning, and what it is about is taking a group 
and showing them that they are so much more powerful. There's so much more they can do, especially when it comes to the nonprofits and churches and Christian owned businesses. God has a bigger plan for their life. And I'm just guessing if you're listening to a podcast like this, you have this connection with God that goes so much deeper in what you want to do with your company, your organization. And you want to take it to new heights and you pray to God all the time. And so this particular episode is about just connecting to God in a supernatural way saying, God, there is so much more we want to do. And we would love to come with you in that journey. We'd love to partner with you, if you will. If you're interested in a partnership, go to teamperformancecoaching.info. Learn more about who we are. We're there to just help organizations go from point A to point B. And we want to come along with you in that, whatever that may mean for your particular organization. You can email me directly at teamperformancecoaching at gmail.com. And I'd love to partner with you moving forward. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a amazing day as you pray and experience God in every action, in every move, in every place you go, every person you talk to today.